Yeah, play that music. Good evening, welcome to the latest episode of La Magicast. I'm your host, Scott Monroe. And just think, seven more days and we're ready for Euro 2020 in 2021. Um, welcome to a Friday night episode. With me tonight, I've got two guests. Uh, I've got all the way from South Florida, Sam Rubio. How are you? Hey, Scott, how are you? All the way from sunny South Florida. Um, I'm doing uh, I'm doing well. Um I'm ready for a crazy summer of Mercato news ahead. I'm ready. Yeah, same as. It's, it's been weird already. And we're, what, a week and a bit? Almost two weeks since the football season ended in Italy. Uh, with the second guest uh, with us joining me in Sam tonight is Imran. How are we, Imran? We're good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh no, mate! It's always a pleasure when you're on. So, guys, I thought we could do like a, a miscellaneous podcast tonight. Uh, Imran suggested it over WhatsApp, probably this afternoon, and uh, we're here, guys. So, let's start with ooh, what happened in the week. So, we say Henrik Mikatarian contract renewal, signing for another year. I think there was um, a bit of confusion about what the length of the contract was. I saw some people, me and you, Sam, in the Twitter group that we're in saying it was one plus one, but it, by the looks of it, it's one year. Is it? Is that correct? It is one year. He took the original deal that was offered to him uh, earlier in the year, at the beginning of the year, which he was uh, to renew for one more year. Um, although Pinto offered him a two-year contract with an option of a third. Uh, he took the one-year route, uh, which ultimately, I don't wonder what you think, but I think it works in favor of Roma. Yeah, you know, considering uh, he's a 32-year-old think... player and considering all the valuables, you know, he's not a young guy yeah. coming up where you can, you know, maybe you can see him uh, uh, selling him for a lot of money in the future, you know. Uh, he, maybe he's not that. So I think taking it year by year, I think it's a great approach. Yeah, I, I'd sort of do agree with you. Plus, he's, what, 31, maybe pushing 32? 32. 32. So players over 30, they have their limit. And I think we're just reaching that limit with him. And also, he has to get to work with Mourinho again, like he did at Manchester United. Um, Imran, what was your thoughts on the renewal? Well, I said on the last podcast episode that I thought it was the perfect time to part ways and that Roma should look for something new. But I can accept uh, a one-year renewal. I think it's I think it's perfect because he, the problem earlier was that we gave the the players in this type of situation having one good season we oft, often gave them you know, three-year contracts and we were kind of stuck with them. So I think a one-year renewal suits both parties quite well. Here and it, it, it's good for Mkhitaryan to have that freedom as well, uh, that if it doesn't work out, he can easily leave next season, go somewhere else. So uh, I'm, actually, I'm actually happy with a one-year uh, renewal. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I do agree. I think it works out for both parties. Um, Granted, it's a little bit it's, more it's, money it's, up it's, front, it, though, right? It's a little bit more money up front. His salary yeah. increases. It's, I, there's, there's talks it's almost 5 million euros uh, uh, per the season. It, it can be up to six uh, after completing some objectives, right? Uh, that's the price that you pay for not doing it long term, I guess. But uh, I, I think we all agree that it's a good deal for Roma, right? Ultimately. I think it was yeah, 5 million also, euros net, as you say. It's too much, but... I wouldn't have renewed if, if it... Yeah, I mean, Raiola, no? So... <laughs> he had decent, decent numbers from last year backing him up. Yes, but still, yeah. we have to remember he's uh, he's uh, thirty-two, and um, you can you can find better value in younger, hungry players who come uh, with a resale value. I know we're not paying so much; we're not paying anything in anything in transfer fee. We didn't do it in uh, back when we signed him permanently in September, October. But still, I think y- y- it's still. It's still good, I mean, considering the season he had, but I think I, I think it's too much. Uh, I think it's too much, but it uh, it doesn't reflect or give the true picture because, like I said, he came off free transfer, so the 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 salaries can be a bit flawed. But yeah, and probably that's the price you pay for not for him not accepting long term, right? That's the price you pay. You pay a little bit more up front. Yeah, that's. That's true. To ask both of you, would you rather him on a one-year deal on that much amount of money that you said, or a two-year deal, maybe on a little bit more? I'm okay with the one-year deal. I'm really okay with the one-year deal. I think it's great. It works for everybody, you know, because he has a history with with Mourinho, you know, and then the the fact that they're going to take it year by year, I think is good. Yeah, I can accept it. I think we all can accept that it's a good deal for both parties for the the Henrik Mkhitaryan deal. Also, there's uh, there's rumours going around, flying around. I think I saw today and yesterday that both Gianluca Mancini and Jordan Veratu are looking to sign contract extensions to 2025. With uh, the one disappointment is about that is that Gianluca Mancini looks like might have a rele- uh, relegation release clause. What am I thinking about? A minimum fee release clause of, uh, I think I saw it was 35 to 40 million euros. Uh, Sam, I'll come to you first. Is that, I gather but for, that is a good deal for both parties, for both players in Mancini and Veritu. But the release clause for Mancini, is, it, is as it's reported, is that a bit of a concern, maybe going into next summer? Someone that could be poaching him next summer? Yeah, but you also, if you put it a lot more, you you get a lot of criticism, like in the on the Ibanez deal. Doesn't Ibanez have like an $80 million? I mean, Euro's release clause? I think those numbers are getting a little bit ridiculous. Um, you can make the argument that 40 can be a little bit too short for the potential that we see and the growth that we've seen from Mancini mm. and what we expect from him. But uh, ultimately, uh, that can be... Uh, ultimately, that's the fact that he's going to sign a long-term contract, I think, works. Uh, yeah, I can see why you're concerned. Though Maybe a little bit higher would have been, I would, you know, for the peace of mind for all the Romanistas. Maybe in the 60s, I guess. I was going to say something like... 
because I know by law in Spain, every player has to have a release clause and they're ridiculous. I think I heard or read that Sergio Aguero's new contract at Barcelona, his release clause is 300 million euros, but nothing like that for Mancini. I was probably thinking probably 50, 55. Okay, there you go, something like that. Remember, he's not proven long-term either. He is still growing in development. You know, granted, he's in the mid-20s where where he's supposed to start, uh, start entering the prime of his career, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, he's, this is his what? This will be his third. This season coming up, the 2021 22 season, will be his his third season at the club. And uh, I think he does reflect on on a new deal. Uh, Imran, what's your thoughts on the new deals potentially for both Ferratu and Gianluca Mancini? Uh, well deserved. Im- very important players for the uh, club. Um, fully deserved renewals. But I. Also share the concern that the minimum release uh, clause shouldn't be there, and uh, if it's going to be there, it should be at a much higher fee than the reported one. So I am a bit disappointed by the the very low fee, which is being yeah, rumored. I would have I would have preferred something, you know, like. An unrealistic uh, figure of around 70, 80, just for the sake of having it, uh, having it there. So, but I feel like uh, at like that said, high, it becomes something counter, counteractive too for for the uh, for the player, yeah. right? Because uh, you know, put adds a little extra pressure that may might not be needed. I don't know how you guys see it. But I don't think we need it in the uh, we don't need it in the first place. I mean, there's no there's no need to have it to begin with. And if you're gonna have it, I think it should be, I think it should be a bit high. I don't think it puts extra unnecessary pressure on the players. It's just that, yeah, where is he gonna go? I mean, if he's gonna uh, if he's gonna leave, it has to be to one of the big clubs. And if he's gonna go there, he has to handle the pressure. I was just thinking maybe if someone does stump up the transfer fee, I think it's probably someone in England with the TV revenue money behind them and one of the, the big boys in in Europe. So I'm thinking probably either PSG with the Qatari money and who else in Italy? I know Inter are having some trouble financially and looking to sell players. I think that's the only realistic opportunity if someone does stump up money for this proposed release clause that's my only outlets well in syria i don't know if anyone else would agree juventus has always the power to spend that money and we saw it early we saw it earlier that with the pianich we thought it was just a you know symbolic one it was not really going to happen because he looked so happy um, at Roma, but still, at the end of the day, he did leave. Uh, there's a slight difference in their careers because uh, Pjanic came to Roma very, I mean, uh, early. He was 21. Mancini came uh, 23. He's been at two years. But I think, I mean, just to end the, that discussion, I think it should be it should be higher if it's going to be there, but preferably shouldn't be there at all. Yeah, completely agree on that on on uh, on both points. Also on the Jordan Veratu deal, I think that's very well earned. He was probably 
the standout player over the last couple of years and has really excelled his game going forward, especially scoring a lot of goals last season that he did. And we really missed him in the latter part of the season. And you could sort of see that in games, um, especially when he came off injured in the Manchester United game, which he was actually playing pretty well in. Um, the final the renewal part of the of the conversation is I saw something today that on your on your lovely uh, website, Planeta Roma, Sam, that Lorenzo Pellegrini could have a deal agreed to 2024. I think that's been in the works for quite a long time, and I think it's also well-deserved. Do you share the same thoughts, Sam? Yeah, definitely. He showed, uh, uh, you know, with, with Pellegrini, we've been saying this is his make-or-break year, make-or-break year, right? I think he showed a lot of growth uh last season you know he can be one of the uh, silver linings from from last season uh but he needs to take it up a notch right for real he should be like which, like i said earlier about the prime of the career he should be entering the prime of his career he deserves a good contract and that he needs to be showing that on the pitch uh i i do agree i do agree with the contract extension for, for, for lorenzo peregrin i know he's a big he's a kind of a controversial player yeah, he gets a lot of stick on social media and he tends tend to uh, give it back, which I do quite like, especially on his Instagram post. Uh, Imran, your thoughts on the potential Lorenzo Pellegrini renewal? Also a player we should keep uh, who I think can yeah. take huge steps under Mourinho. And uh, like you said, a lot of, lots of undeserved criticism. Yeah, I think he had a good season, um, apart from a few uh, performances. Overall, he had a good season. He improved a lot. And um, I think he's ready to take the next step under Mourinho. Plus, let's not forget that he was set to become a free agent next summer. So, And he still has the 30 million euro release clause only. So let's talk about uh, very bad release clauses. That's one of them. That's a good thing as well. I did see not so long ago, was it PSG were interested? In, was it last summer? PSG were interested. I see a couple of clubs were interested over here in the UK. Nothing materialised. Um, I wanted to ask both of you, what's his best position? What do you think his, his ideal position would be under Marine? You know? Sam, I'll start with you. Okay, I think... I think definitely uh, behind the, the strikers, not on the first line of, of, of the midfield. But I think he's a very competent player in the, in the first line of, uh, uh, of uh, midfielders. Uh, he's very competent. But he, I think he is better playing a little bit closer to the opponent's goal. You know, I think the best part of his game is his passing ability. So putting him closer to the, mm. the opponent's goal, I think, is the best way to go for him. And same, same to you, Imran. Imran, sorry. Uh, do you think like a number ten with maybe Zaniello on the right? Do you think that could uh, you could see that happening under Mourinho next season? Yeah, I think uh, I think that's probably his best position. But he needs to he needs to become more productive, um, and he needs to score because under Mourinho, I think he needs to become more. He needs to score more goals. I mean, be more decisive. And I I don't know why, but I'm thinking 
I think of Frank Lampard, you know, he, he uh, not that they have uh, a similar style in any way, but just that it, it would be, if he can take that one step uh, further where he can become a bit more productive because he has shown that he can take, you know, the clever runs, smart runs, but then again, he he hasn't done it consistently. And if he can do that under Mourinho, I think he can... He can become a. He can become one of the best midfielders in Serie A. Uh, he just needs to. He he has the potential. He just needs to take that extra s- step. And I think it's possible. Trecortista type, yeah, probably. But also as um, as a. I I don't think he quite suits uh, as a, the central midfielder in Mourinho's position because they are more often. Um, hard he lacks that intensity, right? Yeah, he lacks the intensity. Uh, he and he doesn't have that work rate, which uh, which are which we often see in uh, uh, Mourinho's midfielders. Because Mourinho, yeah, we could speak about you know position by position, but he, uh, yeah. So I think the Trecortista role will be, and Mourinho plays four two, three one. So it, it, that position would be. The correct one for him, the suitable one. Do you remember when Mourinho first joined Chelsea in 2004? He used a 4 3 3, and Lampard was your box to box midfielder where he would make those runs deep and get, get the goals. Just look at his goal scoring record for Chelsea under Mourinho. I think one season he scored 20 goals, and I think that was the first season where Chelsea won the league in 2000. Five. Yeah, 2004, 2005. I mean, uh, you can see some similarity because uh, Chelsea also has, uh, back then had a squad which was quite interesting because it was full of players who were ready to take the next step. Uh, Lampard, John Terry, they, they, were, they were 24, 26, and they were ready to take you know, the next step, but they hadn't done it yet on the international stage, at least. And under Mourinho, they did that. They became prominent players, important players. They improved a lot. They became really decisive. And um, I think I can see a lot of, I can see many players with the same characteristics ready to be launched in the international stage. Uh, And um, Gianluca Mancini is one of them. Pellegrini is another uh, so I'm excited to see how how it will work out because the the potential is there and uh, it's just everything just needs to click and it can become yeah it, it will be really interesting to see. Okay, uh, so on Lorenzo Pellegrini, I do agree with both of you as I do think he needs to be a bit more disciplined in the forty-three-one as both. In this, in the Mourinho system, he likes players to be disciplined and to stay in those roles. And I think if if Pellegrini played in the in the double pivot, he would tend to drift. But when he's played in the go and under Fonseca, he likes to drift and get on the ball and uh, dictate play. And he's done pretty well in that. And if you remember his first season under Eusebio Di Francesco, he looked lost in quite a lot of the games. Where he played in like the in the four three three, 
So I think he, he's found his niche and he's found his uh, place in the formation in a 10 position. So we we'll transition from the renewals and go forward into the strength of the positions for next season. So we'll go through goalkeeper, defence, midfield and attack. We won't go through it, go through every position. Uh, so goalkeeper, Sam, I'll start off with you. How many, or is it just one player for next season? Who would you go for for strengthening for next season? The goalkeeper is a tough position. This, I mean, Thiago Pinto has a hard job on that one because uh, we know that Paulo Lopez uh, doesn't have a, I would imagine, doesn't, lo- doesn't have a lot of resale value at the moment. Roma still have what amortized only half of what they pay for him, which was like close to 25 million euros, maybe a little bit more. So who's go- unless a team comes and pays you over 10, 12 million euros for 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 Paulo Lopez, and this is just rough numbers, right? Those are just rough numbers. Uh, it's going to be hard to bring in a new keeper which, with a player of, that, that is costing the team so much. So, I mean, I wouldn't be crazy surprised if he ends up staying and playing for another year just because of the financial reasons I just mentioned. Um, but because, again, if you think about it, a player like uh, Rui Patricio, right? That name was, was uh, you know, we heard him on the news a few days ago. I, f- I feel like Roma would have already gone for a player of that name, especially with the Euros coming where his price can potentially go up a lot more if uh, Portugal does well, which is, you know, I don't, I wouldn't say they're the total favorites, but, you know, what they're, I, think, I think France is up there, but, I mean, everybody else, I think you could call Portugal that is going to compete, you know. You know, I think Roma... Would have been able to already uh, try to secure a player like that. I think it goes back to the point to Roma trying to offload players before they bring in new players. And with a with a goalkeeper, it's a tough position because uh, you know, we, like I said, uh, for the financial reasons with Paulo Lopez. And remember, we also have Robin Olsen on the books that he might be coming back now that Carlo Ancelotti is not in Everton. I don't think they want to keep him around over there. So that'll be interesting to see what we do with him. Uh, because Fusato, although he ended the season well, I don't know if I'm ready to 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 even start the conversation with the starting keeper. Right? You know, backup keeper, maybe you know, but you know, it, it'll be interesting to see. None of them inspired a lot of confidence, let's say, and as a solid starting keeper so far. No, completely agree. Uh, the news came out today that Robin Olsen's coming back to Roma after uh, Ancelotti took the Real Madrid job yesterday. Uh, so, Imran, to you, goalkeeper. There's been names floating around. I did see in a very, very strange rumour that Donnarumma could be coming to Roma. Uh, there's also been Rui Patricio. Um, do you stick with Paulo Lopez? No, I don't. I think Paulo Lopez should leave. Um, uh, Mirante has left. And uh, Fusato, I think he's at the perfect age uh, where he needs to play more. So I would try to send him out on a loan. Uh, Similar to what we did with Skorupski, and then a way to see how he develops and you know with more first team opportunities. I think it would be even if he can play backup, I think it would be wasted opportunity for him because he's at the time of the career where he needs to play. So I would send him out on loan somewhere to make him play. And I think end of the season where he played five, six consecutive games. He didn't, have, he didn't games. play a lot in Vitoria Setubal where he went on loan first. No. No, he didn't play. But now I think he's proven himself with the last five, six games. He actually played quite well. And I think he 
he kind of attracted some suitors, I think. So it can make it easier for him to go along where he can get guarantees of first team football. Uh, so that's that's good. Uh, so I would try to send Fuzato out on a loan. Robin Olsen, he, I think, it, it, he can be a backup uh, if we don't uh, find. Uh, uh, Someone, you know, uh, I think it would be difficult to get rid of him. He probably wants to leave. Uh, that's the impression I've gotten always. Um, and uh, uh, so we need to sign. Uh, but if he needs, then we need another backup as well because Miranta left. So the goalkeeping position will be quite busy, actually. Uh, we could easily end up needing three new goalkeepers if Robin Olsen leaves as well. But and you're assuming, I think, Imran, you're assuming that uh, Paul Lopez has a market. I know he had a very good uh, Europa League, but I don't think he has a big market. He, Roma has a lot of money uh, still that hasn't amortized on him. And, uh, That's fine. And he's, That's on top fine. of that, he's hurt. On top of that, he's hurt. There's, there's, I think the reports, like, he's not going to be back until like August or even September. You're right, but you can send him out on a loan uh, to save the salaries for a season, and then you can try to sell him permanently next season. That's one option. Um, uh, I I don't think Mourinho can uh, work wonders with him because he looked promising before that derby one and a half year ago. After something happened to him, I don't th- I don't know if Mourinho can. Uh, work with that. Uh, so I, I personally I doubt it. So I think a loan uh, out somewhere next season uh, will be more realistic. Like you say, it will be difficult to probably sell him permanently, but a loan will be doable. To, to ask a question to both of you, do you think the goalkeeping? market will be the busiest for Roma this season Sam I'll start with you for the points that I stated earlier as far as him uh, uh, and his numbers his, with Roma and his contract the length of, you know how, how much money has not amortized I don't I wouldn't be surprised if he mm. stays as a, in another year for Roma because I think Roma can spend the money somewhere else you know what are you going to do at forward what are you going to do uh, and midfield, right back. I don't know. Uh, listen, if you, if Roma want to bring an experienced keeper like Rui Patricio and stuff, I think they should act uh, right now before the Euros. Uh, I don't I, think Donnarumma. I don't even gonna go there. I'm not even gonna go there because I don't think that's realistic. But I don't think Rui Patricio will be that expensive. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. A team like Roma should should try to get him as soon as possible. Of- Irrespective of the Euros, actually. I don't think... Because his age is different, you know? What about... Oh, maybe, maybe. You know, but usually prices tend to go up after good participation in those kind of tournaments. Yeah. Yeah, the... Yeah, with the... Like, when when the World Cup and the Euros are on, if you get a player before the tournament, it's normally quite good business, but then if that player does... If you don't get that player, but then you get him after the tournament... His price goes up, and we've seen that quite a lot of times over here in the UK. Um, I don't know if you remember the 2002 World Cup. Liverpool got Al Hadjouf, and they spunked 10 million on him, and he completely flopped. So, oh yeah, I'd just like to be cautious. Um, if we go to defenders, 
But you're too close. Um, you're too close on my you. thought, Scott. I'm sorry. I I'm with you guys. I think we need. Oh, a complete, sorry. Yeah, sure, we, sure. We need a complete overhaul at goalkeeper. Maybe Fusato, but I mean, not not Robin Olsen, not Paul Lopez. They're not the answer. But I feel like again because of that other the contracts are structured. I think that's that what makes it hard. These these uh, this summer. Um, I just looked on transfer mart. Uh, Rui Patricio has a contract expires on June thirtieth next year. So if Roma do go after him, I think if they were really interested, they would have already been after him. Probably yeah. working behind the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> true. True. Welcome to the modern times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Defenders, um, Roma are quite stacked at centre back. Um, they will need a, probably another right back, and depending on, uh, depending on Calafiori, maybe another left back. Um, Sam, what's your thoughts on the defence? And could you? Well, I think we've already talked about this before. Do you see Brian Reynolds going out to maybe another? Italian club to develop his game. Yeah, I think Brian Reynolds is still a little bit of, uh, a little green for for Rome. I think a, a loan to a, another Serie A team. Not I wouldn't like to ideally not a Serie B team, right? Another Serie A team to get to, and I think we're, he can get some minutes will be very good for him. Uh, I agree with Imran our, our, or with you, Scott. Uh, our defense, our central defenders look very good. Uh, small, a healthy Smalling on paper is very good. Mancini, obviously, we talked about so much about him. I'm, I'm still optimistic and, and see the potential of Ibanez, right? He's young, young defender. Um, Kumbula, he didn't have the best of seasons. Maybe he will be, like we talked about, uh, a little bit of our, like, the disappointments, maybe you can say a little bit of last season. But I still, I think his future looks, uh, he's a young player. His future looks uh, bright, I believe. Uh, I wouldn't mind Roma adding another better and uh, to the rotation, but I think there are positions on on, on the on the pitch that need uh, more attention, like you said, right back, right? Somebody that is going to compete the starting position with uh, Rick Carson. Same same question goes out to you, Imran. Yeah, I think uh, like I'm saying, we're quite stacked in the center. I think Mancini will be. It's a typical Mourinho player. I think he has the potential to improve a lot. Even uh, even Ibanez can improve his game. Carstorp um, in the right back. Uh, and we, are, we need a right back. Um, I'm not quite sure Rick Carstorp um, will have as many opportunities or be a, you know undisputed uh, starter next season. But I think he will... He will try to sign someone there as well. Left back, I have doubts that Spinazzola is a typical Mourinho player because Mourinho has always gone for um, pace, um, work rate. Uh, Spinazzola is more technical, one-on-one, not as good defensively. Uh, so it will be interesting to see uh, in, in in defense, I mean, in the left back. So, central, uh, so to sum it up, central defense, Quite good priorities, right or left, yeah. And I also think Mourinho's tactics, right? Mourinho's style of football is going to do wonders for this defense. You know, uh, Fonseca's style is yeah. the complete opposite of Fonseca's style. You know, if we put it just a quick sample, when Mancini, uh, when did he suffer the most with a lot of space on his back, right? When we had to back up to 
you know, I I think we're gonna see less of that with Mourinho. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I I forgot to say Calafiori. He could become really. He could get a lot of chances under Mourinho because he has. I think he has the profile which suits uh, a typical Mourinho left back. If he stays fit, and Mourinho, uh, you know, Mourinho posted on Instagram too that he was he was you know, watching videos of Calafiori. So I think Calafiori could be, be a player, if he stays fit, get a lot of chances under Mourinho and he can improve because he has the profile, he has the potential, he just needs to stay fit. And I think he could become, he's a really, he's a really interesting left back with a lot of potential. He can become really important under Mourinho. And if he does, I think we're, we're set uh, on the left left back position. Yeah, completely agree. And I was just actually going to make that point about the Instagram video. Um, I think he was watching via Y Scout uh, of Calafiori against Atalanta. Yeah. Um, I move from the defense. I move from the defense to the midfield. The central midfield is quite packed. Uh, you got Veratu, VR, Diawara, Pellegrini, Brian Cristante, and Darbo. Um, do you think we need? Need any more reinforcements going forward in the midfield? I'll come to you, Imran, first. I think we need we will need a more a defensive midfielder of Mourinho type. Uh, and Granit Xhaka has been linked with us because he looks like a typical Mourinho player. We, you, if if Matic had been a few years earlier, he would have fit that profile. But I think Granit Xhaka could be uh, a player and I don't know about Cope Miners, but he's been also linked with Roma. But I think a defensive midfielder uh, will be signed uh, because we don't have a typical player of that character. We don't have those characteristics in the current squad. Uh, And I think Veretu will be playing uh, in the central midfield and then uh, the Trecortista we were play as we were talking um, could be Pellegrini. I think I don't think Cristante is a typical Mourinho player. I think Cristante is a player who could be shipped off to Fiorentina or something, um, despite him having a good season. But we will need wingers, though. Or you know, Mikitaran could also play in the Trecortista role. That would be his natural position. It could mm-hmm. be a rotation between him and Pellegrini. But we need wingers, so it will be interesting to see who will come in. Uh, will uh, Under or I don't think Under will get another chance because his agent is already meeting with other clubs uh, with permission of Roma. Uh, same for Cloyfet. They will try to get uh, rid of him too, and. Um, we didn't focus so much on the on the wingers because uh, Fonseca didn't play that type of formation. But on the Marini, will be it will be it will be a priority again. Pedro, Carlos Perez, I don't think that's enough. El Sharawi could work, but not a typical uh, winger of Mourinho. So I think I think the wingers uh, will be. Where we will need to, yeah, we will need to emphasize on that area in the transfer market. Uh, Sam, to you, midfielders and attackers, uh, we're quite stacked in midfield, and with the Mourinho setup, the forty-three-one, we do need more wingers. Uh, what's your thoughts on the two positions? Um, 
I agree that a, a, a midfielder that complements Beretud, right? Uh, or can maybe mm. play instead of Beretud when Beretud is not fit. Uh, it's needed with that intensity that, that is just like kind of like the heart of a team. But, you know, uh, Shaka, speaking with a lot of Arsenal fans, and then even Owen, Owen Diana, he's a big Arsenal fan uh, too. Um, he was telling me that he, he's a player with very controversial for Arsenal fans because uh, when he's really good, he's very good, but he makes, when he's really bad with the mistakes, he's really bad. Um, you know, some of the some of the pros for him is, uh, you know, his leadership, he always wants the ball, he doesn't take away for that responsibility, you know. Um, some of the his critics say, you know, he's very left-footed, he lacks that, uh, in, he lacks that uh, a little bit of pace, you know. Uh, you know, I haven't seen enough of Shaka. I go for what a lot of uh, uh, Premier League experts uh, tell me. Uh, but for what I hear from everybody, he's a Mourinho player. I don't know what you guys can tell me about Shaka. But anyways, beside him, a player of that profile, right? Um, yes, yes. Uh, I think winger and, and center forward. What we're going to do in center forward at a... At a you know, it's 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 where where is Roma going to spend the money the most, the most money? You know, is it going to be a new forward because mm-hmm. Seco is going? Is Belotti an option because you know Urbano Cairo, Urbano Cairo doesn't like Roma. It's not very fond of Roma. Uh, you know, they don't have a very good history together with deals. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, Villar is, is he a Mourinho player? Is the the Aguada is he going to stick around? If he leaves, we're definitely going to have to bring another midfielder so it's a lot of questions very little answers this early in the summer on granite jacker um i don't know if you've both seen this he was um so he was booed by his own fans i want to say october or november 2019 against crystal palace at home and he bit back he was giving it back to the fans so he has a bit of that in him he can play two positions i have seen him play left back a few times i've seen him deputize at left back but um I do agree with both of you. We do need a hard bastard of a defensive midfielder, a Mourinho-type player. So, Yeah, so we moved on from the midfielders to the attackers. We don't know what's going on with the club. Um, if is going to stay, if Bochamayarao is going to stay, it looks like he is. Um, Sam, I'll come to you. You've already re- re- uh, re- reiterated on the point. What do you think of Roma's attacking options and the forward line for next season? Again, it's, it'll be interesting to see where Roma is really going to spend the money. Is it really mm. going to be goalkeeper? Is it going to be forward? Uh, do you? A lot of people are over Sheko, obviously, after how he handled the whole Fonseca situation. You know, it's also 35, aging Edin Sheko. It's not the same player. He didn't put the same numbers last year. But um, there's talks about Belotti. I don't know how realistic is a player like Blahovic because, you know, I don't think that's very realistic. I don't know. I still think, and I keep saying it everywhere, you know, I, I, I say it in, Spanish, in, in my Spanish podcast and everything. I think the Fritkins have a surprise for us because they must have sold something nicer than what we see into Mourinho. So there must be something positive coming. But again, uh, if we're able to get... Uh, a player like Belotti, I'll be okay with Seco leaving. If not, you know, uh, 
Uh, it'll be interesting to see. I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't be totally opposed of Sheko staying if we're going to spend well somewhere else and reinforce the team somewhere else because I know Sheko still can give you little things that other forwards can't. But again, his numbers last year are not reassuring. He's an aging Sheko. So uh, if I'm going to put my money, I think Roma is going to spend most of his budget in there. Um, it'll be interesting to see. There's definitely going to be time later in the summer to discuss it. Hmm. Uh, and to you, Imran, the attackers, uh, do you uh, agree with uh, Sam's sentiments? Yeah, I do. Uh, but I think uh, I think ultimately Jack will leave and uh, Pelotti will be the focus uh, and the priority of this Mercato, especially in attack. And then I think if we can get him, it can look really, really promising into next season. Not gonna be easy dealing with Perfect. Urbano Cairo. Yeah, but no, it won't. You know, we will we will put pressure on him like we did before. <laughs> pressure, but, and we have to give him a couple of uh, young players from Primavera uh, to settle the Petraki debacle. Yeah, I think it's irrespective of what happened before. If you if you put if you apply the pressure, you know, through Belotti, his agent, there's not too much Cairo can do about it. He he doesn't care too much about who's going to sign him because if Belotti wants to come to Roma and is convinced by the project um, and we offer the fee uh, or you know up to what if we can present a decent offer I think he has no option but to accept it, it with with Petraki it was just um, in the manner or the way that things happened that frustrated him uh, not so much uh, the, the the move in itself but more the way it happened and that that lies more with Petraki than it does with Roma because Roma are free to contact you know through agents whichever sport, sporting director they want and um, but he was not quite happy with that but yeah I do feel that they will have a surprise at this lever Sam said I wonder if Thiago Pinto has been scouting in Portugal so one of any uh, young starlet of strikers in Portugal that may have caught his eye but I'll, we'll digress and we'll come to another episode. Um, gentlemen, I think we've covered pretty much everything. Just wanted to thank you very much for joining me on this Friday night, even with a little bit of technical problems. Um, Sam, how can we follow you and your Spanish po- podcast on uh, social media? My handle is Samuel Rubio 99 I'm not very active. Uh, Planeta Roma is the Planeta Underline roma um also before we go though i want to say this we're gonna give a little bit of love to the women's team uh they just won the coppa mm. italia and following episodes i just wanted to put it out there because that hasn't gone gone unnoticed uh i actually watched that match so it, uh, i'm ready i'm ready looking forward to dedicate an episode just for the women's team and also the roma feminina primavera team won something didn't they they exactly, beat juventus yeah. in for the f- two years in a row there is uh, yeah channels. they've been juventus in the last minute i saw the the goal and the the excitement that is that happened last weekend imagine that two trophies in two days the and men's we're, team we're having someone that is very good having covering them for a, for a for a while so it'll be a fun episode yeah 
It will. Uh, and Imran, how can we follow you on the social media? Il Capitano on Twitter, still. Like a real OG Twitter guy. He's the, the real OG is now Imran. Yeah. Old, old school. So we're talking 2010 OG Twitter. Uh, you can follow me on social media at Scott underscore Monroe. And you can follow the podcast at The Magic Cast. And you can follow on all podcast platforms. Guys, thank and now you we have a website, lamagicas.com, the easiest way yes, to find yes, yes. our podcast. We've got the wonderful website, which you set up last weekend. And, it's pretty uh, basic still, but uh, uh, we have good plans right? for the future. Yeah, yeah you promised some, some very good, content, good plans uh, in the future. So. Um, I mean, so right now, if you go to lamagicas.com, that's the easiest place to, to find the podcast. You don't even have to go to in a podcasting app or, or like a Spotify or Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts. You use lamagicas.com and you'll find us there. You know, that's the easiest way to hear us. Perfect, perfect. It's the future, guys. We're looking really looking forward to it, aren't we? Um, guys, once again, thank you for joining me on this Friday evening. Sam, Imran, you're probably you. really busy and got stuff to do on this Friday night Friday night for me and Imran and the Friday afternoon for you, Sam, in, uh, in South Florida and probably enjoying the sunshine. Lucky you. Um, always remember, for Soroma and ciao. Ciao. Ciao.